Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to The Kickoff, brought to you by TickPick. I am your host, Dan Harris. With me is my producer and professional tree climber, Brendan Tuma. It's the Thursday morning edition of The Kickoff, guys, which means it is time to talk about my top five thoughts on Thursday night football. But first, let's talk about TickPick and how they save you money whenever you want to go to football games because they don't charge service fees, okay? They saved their users $55 million by doing so. And they also guarantee the best prices to all NFL games. They'll give you 110% of the purchase price if you find a better price on any other site. Now they've teamed up with Zip. That allows you to buy now but pay later for all your tickets. Sometimes you need that, guys. You can split your ticket purchase into four installments. Sometimes it's better. Spread it out over a little bit of time. All you got to do is choose Zip at checkout. Again, download the TickPick app. Use the code PROS. $10 off your first order when you select it at checkout. All right, before we get to Thursday night, let's run through the big news items from yesterday. Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins were both sidelined during practice. At this point, it's probably prudent to expect both of them to miss this weekend's game. But again, we're just going to have to wait and see if you have a better option on Thursday night football. You probably just want to go ahead and use them, though. Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Chris Carson were both designated to return from injured reserve. This is just my usual reminder that designated to return from injured reserve does not necessarily mean that you are going to play this week. That just opens up the 21-day practice window to be activated. So don't go ahead and assume that either guy is necessarily going to suit up on Sunday. Chase Claypool's toe injury is not considered season-ending after an MRI, but he is determined to be week-to-week per Ian Rappaport Uh, When week-to-week and not season-ending is considered good news, that's probably a problem. I wouldn't bother with any other receiver for the Steelers. This is just increased value for Deontay Johnson and Pat Fryermuth, but certainly you are not expecting Chase Claypool to play this weekend. Alvin Kamara did not practice with his knee injury, and he's believed to be day-to-day. I'm a little concerned about this. The Saints were working out running backs this week, so I think think they may have a little concern whether Kamara can go this weekend. Nothing to go crazy about just yet, but obviously if Mark Ingram is available somewhere, it's a good idea to scoop him up. Chris Godwin did not practice with a foot injury, and Bruce Arian says it's wait and see for Sunday. Both Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski did not practice either, although Brown shed his walking boot. At this point, I'm still expecting Chris Godwin to play. I'm not expecting Brown or Gronk to play, but Again, as usual, wait and see. Both Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, who left on Sunday with head injuries, did not practice. No way to know whether either one of them is going to play on Sunday, but you should add Brandon Bolden and maybe even J.J. Taylor just to be safe. Zach Moss didn't practice after suffering a concussion on Sunday, but Dawson Knox returned to practice with his hand injury, so he's hopeful to go. Again, I would not expect Moss to go this weekend as of right now. I'm not ranking him as of right now in which case Devin Singletary would make a decent RB2. James Robinson remained sidelined with his heel injury, although earlier this week Urban Meyer said he does expect Robinson to play this weekend, and so for now, so do I. Matt Rule says that Sam Darnold is going to miss four to six weeks with his shoulder injury, so for all intents and purposes that ends his fantasy season, not that you were starting him anyway. Mike White was announced as the Jets starter in Week 10 against the Bills, with Joe Flacco as the backup. You don't really want to go after any Jets in the matchup against the Bills, but this is good news for the fantasy value of the running backs, probably of Elijah Moore, maybe Corey Davis when he's there, because Mike White looks pretty competent right now. 
Ryan Fitzpatrick's recent MRI in his hip showed progress, but he remains without a timetable to return. Logan Thomas came out of Monday's practice feeling sore, and his status for Week 10 against the Bucks won't be known until Friday. Obviously not great news to hear that he's sore, but remember Jerry Judy when he first started practicing was also sore, and then he played. So let's reserve judgment for now, but uh, I'm not necessarily expecting Thomas to go now this weekend. Noah Fant was activated from the reserve COVID-19 list, so he should be good to go. Tua Tungavailoa is officially questionable for Thursday night football, but Miami reportedly plans to start Jacoby Brissett. That's kind of how they've been talking all week, so if I were you, I would plan on Brissett starting. Finally, Dalvin Cook told reporters that he has not been in contact with the NFL, and he will play in Week 10 against the Chargers. All right, let's talk about the top five things I'm looking out for during tonight's game between the Ravens and the Dolphins. Number one, how good can Jalen Waddle be? Waddle feels like he's been on the precipice of stardom for like weeks, right? I mean, ever since the 10-catch, two-touchdown performance in London, that was followed by eight targets, seven catches, 83 yards against Atlanta. Then he saw 12 targets, just four catches, unfortunately, for 29 yards against Buffalo, but then right back to 10 targets, eight catches, 83 yards against Houston, even with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. Now we end the Thursday night football in a pretty critical week where Waddle's going to be like right on that wide receiver two border in rankings. We don't know if two is going to start as of now. As I just said, it's probably going to be Jacoby Brissett, and that does hurt Waddle just a little, but Baltimore really generally holds wide receivers in check, right? They've allowed the 10th fewest fantasy points to the position, but we've seen them be beaten before, and both Vikings receivers in this last game found the end zone, and Jamar Chase the week before went for 201 yards. They're surely a bit tired from the overtime win against the Vikings, so Waddle is really on that border of being a must-start wide receiver, and this is a critical time for him to show it going forward. Second is Devontae Freeman, a potential RB2. Latavius Murray is going to miss this game, so that leaves another opportunity for Freeman, a player who, as I said, rose more than 30 spots in my rest-of-season rankings this week. Freeman played more snaps than Le'Veon Bell and Tyson Williams combined last week against the Vikings, and he had an extremely productive day. The Dolphins have been more beatable through the air than the ground this season, and they're middle of the road in terms of fantasy points allowed to running back, so if Freeman is going to get the 15 touches he saw last weekend— he might be an RB2, not just for this game, but going forward. Still unclear whether those touches were the result of necessity or rather a conscious effort coming out of the bye. Remember, Freeman hadn't seen more than nine touches in the game all season. I lean towards it being the latter and Freeman having plenty of value rest of season, but Thursday night is going to be an important point of demarcation. Number three is Miles Gaskin, a potential RB2. There were layers upon layers with Gaskin's performance last week, and if you told me he was going to completely dominate the snaps and score a touchdown, and have 26 touches, I mean, I don't know, I might have ranked him as a top five running back, uh, but that was the most disappointing performance possible with those numbers. 57 total yards on 26 touches, that's actually hard to do, but you can't ignore any back who's going to get that volume regardless of matchup or pass production. That's someone who you almost have to start by default. And I am right now ranking Gaskin as a mid-tier RB2 this week. With Malcolm Brown not far from being eligible to return from IR, Gaskin needs to show he can do something with those touches. If not, then I think it's just time to stop talking about him on this podcast. Number four, can Rashad Bateman produce with Sammy Watkins back? 
We've been recommending Bateman as a waiver wire pickup for three weeks straight here at Fantasy Bros, and his roster sip percentage has finally begun to rise, just in time for Sammy Watkins to return. I may have said something like, I don't want to hear about Sammy Watkins impacting Rashad Bateman ever again on the Fantasy Bros waiver wire podcast at some point. That's what some people on Twitter have pointed out to me. Uh, There's no way to confirm it, but yeah, I don't expect Sammy Watkins to factor in. Yeah, he was getting seven targets a game before he got hurt, but now you've got Rashad Bateman, who at this point in their careers is just a better version of Sammy Watkins. Baltimore runs three wide receiver sets only 47% of the time. That's one of the lowest marks in the league. It's almost certainly going to be Bateman, not Watkins, on the field in two wide receiver sets. That means that Watkins or any third wide receiver just shouldn't factor into the game plan all that much. They shouldn't take away many targets from Bateman. But that's just what I expect to happen. We need to actually see it happen. Bateman should be considered a borderline wide receiver three this week in a winnable matchup. Finally, is Hollywood Brown truly a bona fide wide receiver one? I mean, the answer to that is yes. We've talked about it a million times, including earlier this week, so I'm not going to go crazy with it. But this is a matchup against the Miami secondary that is great in name, but poor in performance. They have given up a ton of fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. We're on national television right now. Fantasy managers are starting him as a wide receiver one. He basically has to deliver in this game. That's all there is to it. So yeah, as a guy who has been hyping him nonstop, I'm going to be watching him closely, hoping he produces. And that's going to do it for today's show. Thanks again to TickPick. Remember, download the app, use the code PROS, get $10 off your first order when you select Zip at checkout. Thank you for listening, everybody. I'll talk to you again tomorrow morning.